have a listener question, Sheldon. Okay. Liz Spann wants to know, John, are you related to Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> that's where we're starting, <laughs> really? That's where we're starting. <laughs> and to the best of my knowledge, no. I don't believe I am. But thank you so much, Liz. He's I'm John Canadian, Chidlito. Right? <laughs> he is Canadian, but he's from BC, which is very far away. And I do have cousins in BC, but they were born in Quebec because... God help me, my mother is a Quebecer. Um, I'm Jeez. John Chidley Hill. <laughs> How are just catching strays here? What's going on? Where did that come from? For no reason. <laughs> Someone's listening right now in Montreal, like, whoa, what do we do? What's going on here? Qu'est-ce que c'est là? <laughs> Je m'appelle Sheldon. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Je suis John Chidley Hill, and this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the much requested All Stars season two. You guys wanted it, so we're doing yeah. it. I'm going to say this right off the bat. The only reason this is being done right now is because the people wanted it. I was like, uh, you know, I kind of enjoyed the Challenge All Stars season one, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would have. I'll be honest, but I was still kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Things are really busy still. And then the people decided, no, we really want you to do this. So, you know, we want to give shout outs to you guys for writing in because we say it all the time. All of the fans, the listeners, the men and women that are in the mentions all the time, we see the messages. We appreciate that. And we mean it when we say that this is truly, truly, truly your show because we do this because of the community that's been built over time. And, you know, here we are. And, you know, I'm thinking right here, I'm going to read this comment here from Sarah sent this to me on Instagram. She says, hi, Sheldon. Happy New Year. This is going to. Oh, no, sorry. This is going to be random, but. Just wondering if you guys are going to re- do the challenge podcast on All Stars this season. Well, this is my response. And Sarah, the answer is yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome to that episode. So, it would have been so great if you said no. And then that, and then we just like played the outro music and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well played yeah see that that's what it would have been if we took time to like produce these episodes you know what i mean um brandy (laughs) brandy writes in and says yes you should definitely recap all stars so brandy here you go as well um we will not roll the intro music on you because we gave away the bit but again yeah if we actually like plotted things out that would have been a pretty funny bit maybe next year maybe next year uh, I've honestly lost count of how many people asked us to do this, um, but I'm glad we're doing it. I have to admit, I would not be watching this show if it was not for you, the listeners. So, and I'll say this: the reason the you know what's kind of weird about this, and I don't, I we've barely started. I'm already on a tangent, so I apologize. But in a weird way this has almost become more of the challenge than the actual challenge. And what I mean by that is we don't even get like the real like party scenes anymore on the normal challenge anymore, right? We don't really get that. We kind of do, but not really. It's kind of become more and more boring. But also this one, 
this episode, this season of the challenge or challenge all-stars, the brand, I'll say, I feel like it is what it is. It's comfortable with the role that it fits, right? Like we're all like older than we were when we used to be on the challenge and now we're back. We're just here for, we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. You know what I mean? Or I think I flipped that around the other way. It's supposed to be, we're here for a good time, not a long time, but you know what I'm trying to say here? It's early in the morning. Okay. But the point (laughs) remains, I feel like it's just more comfortable with what it is. Whereas the normal regular challenge is in this weird thing where they're trying to like fit into this like CBS brand of being just like nice and happy and you know, Hey, we're just here for the competition. It's like, nah, we want the party. Or at least I want one thing. I mean, I want the party too. I I'm going to save my thoughts. Yeah. Because a let's lot go, of let's people, go. I think it's, a, I'm gonna ask it's you an a ongoing question. debate though. Yeah. Lay it on me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question about this, right? So challenge all stars episode one. This is where we're at right now. Recap of episode one. I want to ask you to start, okay? Because they kind of go through a bunch of people in the cast for the majority of the episode, just introducing you or reintroducing you to people in the cast while playing Backstreet Boys, which I guess maybe I'll, I'll ask you this first, which I don't know if I've asked you this before on this pod, but Backstreet Boys are in sync. I'm so glad you asked because I have the same question for you. <laughs> and... I think, so at the time, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was definitely an NSYNC guy. Okay. And there's no doubt that of the 10 people who've been in both either Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, Justin Mm -hmm. Timberlake is the most talented. Okay. And so like, I feel like he's sort of like the engine that drives Mm -hmm. NSYNC in that respect. But, like, in hindsight, I think I prefer Backstreet Boys. Like, when I hear their songs, I'm more likely to get hype. How about you? Are you a Backstreet Boys guy or an NSYNC guy? It's got to be NSYNC, man. And especially once they switched over and started, you know, hitting into the the hip-hop when they had, like, the tracks with Nelly or they had the tracks with uh, Clips. Oh, no, was that just Mm -hmm. a Timberlake song? That was just a Timberlake song, right? Yeah, Clips song. I'm saying. Yeah, 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 that's fair throws it but that also, that uh nelly track was was that girlfriend it was girlfriend right? yeah it's a big track right like once they Huge once track. you know hip-hop went the went full on mainstream you know and then you're getting the crossover and timberlake has braids and stuff and everything's like whoa what, what's going on here right <laughs> like two out of the five members of insig had a braid up it was like what, what's going on here <laughs> but <laughs> the point remains you know they got some bops but I, I think I got to lean in sync. I want the people, the reason I asked the question too, is because I want people to hit us up in the mentions too, because I feel like the majority of people watching this show, okay? The reason why I brought this up was because I feel like this was an example, and I don't know if we talked about this on the pod before, but the overall strategy done by MTV, right? So MTV's ratings for a, like as a whole entire network about 10 years ago, not even 10 years, maybe five years ago, kind of took a downturn, right? They couldn't figure anything out. You know, you kind of have to, the one thing MTV has been good at is rebranding, refiguring out how to hit their audience. And what they did about five years ago was they went back to the well playing the hits. So if you notice, Jersey Shore came back, right? Uh, the Hills came back. All these different shows where they went back and got the people who had hits before, but now the audience has also grown up with them. So now you're going to come back and watch to see Jersey Shore because I've grown up 
they've grown up. Let's get caught up on how everyone's doing. And that's kind of where this challenge all stars fits right into that as well. And it becomes a nostalgic watch. And I know why I, I enjoy watching it because you hit the music and it takes us back to where we were when, you know, these songs were hitting, you know, or it takes us back to when, you know, like they had the prom theme party and all that. So I, I appreciate that side of what this show represents, even though I might not enjoy as much you know some of the people who are on it or i might be like wait who's that guy you know but in sync so i do have a comment about the music which is part of what like real world and road rules and like early challenge we're talking like in the 2000s challenge mm -hmm. was it was used to promote music so there'd be like the new hotness and like this was a big yeah. thing for for you young folks listening like a lot of tv shows would do this like i remember do you remember like you know how there's like mlb this week do you remember there was an nhl equivalent that was also on like saturday afternoons i think on, so like i remember watching it and because i'm canadian and that's what we do um and there was uh they had like a highlight reel video set to lens steal my sunshine <laughs> and and like first of all it was like this was like just as that len crest yeah, yeah, was yeah. starting to peak you know the way yeah. the wave at a lee side was happening and <laughs> but i understood in that moment i'm like oh i see they use this like record labels have deals to promote music right and yeah. like we talked about that a lot last season with emmy and i am an mm -hmm. alien <laughs> but like Jeez. What's please great not. <laughs> What's I'm great about Challenge All-Stars is that they're not trying to promote songs. Like, there's no A&R rep trying to, like, mm. slide their track in. They're like, let's just play big, shiny tunes and call it a day. <laughs> like, yes. This is just, like, whoever the producers are, are of a certain age and remember as well, or just someone who's young and does some good research. But either way multiple times and we'll get there in this episode whenever things pop up i'm like oh hey and i'm like jamming watching <laughs> along enjoying it the people watching the video right now on youtube are like jamming with me too i hope you know but that's just a feeling and that's how important music is and that's the allure to me anyways i guess what i like the most about this uh version of the challenge right so with that said with a bunch of the people that they showed at the very beginning of this episode, it was kind of just an introduction, or as I said, reintroduction. Who stood out to you the most or kind of like caught your attention? And let's go at it that way. Instead of trying to go through every single person they brought up, who are kind of the important people that you saw that you were like, oh, hey, this is what I thought about blank. Uh, Brad, looking more and more like a militiaman from Michigan, <laughs> which is hard to say, uh, Jasmine, <laughs> Okay. Durrell, yeah. Tyler, those are the big four. But like the people that I was noting down, the reason why I was noting them down was they could, in my opinion, could still be on the regular challenge. Like Tyler is from the mm -hmm. same season of Real World as Johnny Bananas. Yeah. CT yeah. is older than most of these people. Like at one point, um, Casey... Mm -hmm. mentioned she's 34 like smashley is like 33 yeah. and ct is 38 like 
or 39. Yeah. Like, you guys are in the ballpark. Like, I understand that these people, I mean, sort of the thing that unites this cast is that they have families. Like, they have yeah. real lives. But my point yeah. is just that, like, I feel like a Durrell, as an example, could definitely still give the the young bucks uh, a run for their money on the regular yeah. challenge certainly physically which had me really thinking about like uh, like the how are they choosing the cast members and like which cast members are being like no I'm, i want to do this show rather than that show right yeah. like ct could just like show up on the show and make some easy money right <laughs> like so I was listening to Bananas with Amanda, right? Like on uh, Bananas's pod the other day, and she was asking him about if he would go on All Stars or if he's going to come back to the challenge. But basically, they're talking about the challenge All Stars, and you know the way that Bananas kind of talked about it, I agree with, right? He was talking about it more in the sense that for him, he's like, no, I got to go back. Like he wants to go back on the normal challenge because CT's starting to catch up to him, and all-star victories don't count right is what yeah. he said which i agree with but I also you know the one part to remember when discussing both shows is obviously they film this show it's only 10 episodes as opposed to what 20 they end up making yeah. the other and obviously for them to film these 10 episodes like we notice it here with episode one we end on a cliffhanger right so you can tell that they film the whole season within what maybe two weeks <laughs> do you know what yeah. i mean so like the time away that you have to give up from your job or from your family is a lot easier for these people to justify because as you mentioned this is like you know just a good side hustle whereas on the challenge challenge for a lot of those people that's their job right like amanda might be one of the few people who actually have like a career right that are on the actual challenge but most of those other folks right like they don't have an actual like job or i shouldn't say they don't have an actual job they don't have a career i'll say right it's very few and far between yeah yeah i and i don't know i i i find that this season of all stars is interesting because <laughs> it's a in my opinion I, I mean i haven't like looked at the the ages it feels like it is a younger cast than last season of all stars just yeah. by like five or so years I agree with that. There is one person who's back, though, that we have to talk about. Tech money? I uh, know I love tech. I'm, glad <laughs> I'm tech's joking. Back. I'm, joking. I'm joking. Derek K is back, and listeners mm -hmm. of you killed it would know that neither you nor I were impressed mm -hmm. with the Derek and Mark Long show. Mm -hmm. They were, in my opinion, the worst part of All Stars season one. Derek is doing back. too much. Yeah. Doing way too much. And we're going to talk about that. But mm -hmm. he says something early on that okay. I find very upsetting. Okay. He says that he's the baddest motherfucker to ever compete. And I didn't realize that Derek was spelt CT. Am I wrong? Like I didn't notice that. He, <laughs> he said that at, at one point. I totally <laughs> missed that. At one point, he said, I'm the baddest motherfucker to ever play this game. It's categorically not true. Like, not I would, close. first of all, CT has to be the number one pick. First of all, he's won the most money. Second of all, he's closing in on most wins, period. 
Third of all, he's an animal. Fourth, there's other people who I consider more impressive. Like, you know who's more impressive than Derek? Jordan. Jordan, there's I'm not sure Jordan. Yeah, there's like, I think that Sarah Rice is more impressive. In her way, I think Smashly is more impressive in mm-hmm. terms of like their physical accomplishments, like what we have seen them able to do consistently. Kara, Laurel, like the list goes on. Like, Derek is living on another planet. I think Derek's biggest issue to me is he's doing a bootleg Johnny Bananas impression, right? Like he's trying too hard to be like the the leader or be like the man. And I don't know if anything that he's done actually equates to having that level of, you know, oh, I'm the guy, right? Like I'm the guy on the movie poster type thing, mm-hmm. right? And I don't, I just don't see that. I don't get it. Um, and he's all right. He's a pretty good competitor, right? He's a solid competitor, but it's not like anyone's afraid of him. It's not like no. he won last year, right? Like it's, it's just, it's kind of weird and, and kind of misguided. Um, and again, yeah, just doing too much. If you ask me, I have another comment and maybe I'm not the person to be making this comment, but I'm going to throw it out there. I'm feeling, I've had my cookies this morning. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling secure. There was a period on the challenge where there was a lack of people of color specifically there was a lack of black people it was often frankly just leroy Mm -hmm. but what has struck me as they're going through this cast and they're looking back i had forgotten that the challenge of the early 2000s had a lot of great black representation Mm -hmm. like did you pick up on this i was like when they kept like looking at the cast like they're looking at like ayana Mm -hmm. and like showing who she was beefing with i'm like oh like it was way more diverse and then it got really white and now it's diverse again like that's interesting so i wonder if and i don't know right so maybe the our listeners viewers can help us out here but i wonder if it was more diverse or they're just doing a better job now of making the cast that we see now more diverse. I don't know. Cause I, I can't say that I remember exactly. Cause if I'm being honest, there were a lot of people where I'm like, I kind of remember you or I kind of remember that season, but I don't really remember that season. Do you, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? So like even someone like um, Jody, right? When Jody popped up, I'm like, oh, I kind of remember you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, right. And then it took a little bit and I was like, no, 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 I do remember you, but I can't say that I remember the cast, you know, the rest of the cast that she was on with. So, you know, I know what you're saying, but I think the one thing that we know is going on in all forms of media and production right now is that at the forefront of whatever the casting is that's being done, it's like, at the top of the list where you need to make sure that you have a diverse representation of, I guess, you know, society, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I could put it any better. Um, I was going to go on a tangent about something else, but there's no need to do that now. But I will say <laughs> this. Um, I, I do see your point. I do see your point. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people on this cast. It's a very diverse cast in terms of just, any and everybody from whatever background, whatever, you know, uh, sexual orientation, like any and everything. I feel like there's a good mix on this cast. Yeah, I really, I like this cast, except for Derek Kay, who I find 
annoying, uh, which is generous of me. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think who else stood out to me. Uh, yeah, Tina, to Tina, I kind of remembered, but quickly, like she reminded me just because she's just loud. And I was like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like I really remember you now. Um, Darrell, of course, cause he's just a, a beast. Um, I didn't really remember Steve, but he is doing a very good bootleg Jason Momoa impression. Like, I don't know <laughs> if people are on Instagram enough and they follow Six Buzz or one of those sites, but you know how they always keep showing the fake Drake? Yeah. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this guy like around? I have Who's, seen like, fake actively, Drake. you know, yeah, cutting like the the heart into his hair, like dressing like Drake. OVO, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have him at parties and he's in the club like rapping Drake songs to girls and stuff. That's the vibes I was getting from watching Steve pull this like Jason Momoa lookalike thing. And I was like, you're a professional hand model, bro. Like that's a that's a thing. I, I needed to know more about that. Like, how do you discover, you know, like, cause I like to think my hands are okay, but how would I know enough to be like, oh, I could be a hand model. And what does that pay? I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. Again, it's if our viewers can answer them, DMs are open. It just reminded me of that episode of Seinfeld where George is going to become yes. a hand model. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a real thing. Like saying that you're a hand model seems like the sort of thing that you tell people you do for a living when you're going to a high school reunion because you don't want them to know that you're working at the winners. You know what I mean? Like, Shouts it to winners, like a by cover. the way. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't rag on winners. They have excellent deals. Designer brands for, you know, discount prices. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a cover yeah. job. It's not a real job. It's like telling people you're a sports journalist. It's not real. Like, <laughs> well, in, in that same vein, you know, I don't know what tech's really been up to now or what tech does, but when I see tech, I always just think his best work is still Van Wilder. So, I mean, <laughs> that's just is, me. Tech is fantastic. And you know who else is a fan of tech? Ayana, who <laughs> makes it clear when tech goes skinny dipping that he's doing well for himself, mm -hmm. that he's showing up fan. and showing out. And like, mm -hmm. good on her, good on him, you know, I just, I, and I, I gotta say, he like, he does such a good job of walking that obnoxious line. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like he has yeah. just enough charisma to make it work. If he had mm -hmm. any less, he'd be Derek, but instead <laughs> he's actually amusing and like charming. And I'm like, this guy would be great. I don't he could know call about, himself like, tech money. Yeah. And get away with it. <laughs> like who's that who is that guy oh he was on one season of the challenge he was from big brother he oh uh, is married to swaggy c swaggy c swaggy c if he had less charisma he'd be swaggy c like I tech money doing, can man. get away with calling himself tech money <laughs> christopher cannot get away with calling himself swaggy c <laughs> you know what i mean and like it's so hard to like <laughs> define why it works for one and not the other <laughs> Maybe well it literally comes down to the fact that Tech has apparently a big dick. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But one that of them's BDE pulling it off and one in, of them's not. <laughs> that BDE coming in coming in uh coming in strong, I guess. Um yeah. I don't know. Ladies, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Um <laughs> yeah, I was also happy to see TJ back because TJ's just that dude. Um 
a lot of people I didn't really remember, like Casey, I don't remember at all. But anytime you're walking with the the call of being the worst challenge player ever, I'm kind of like, whoa, okay. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's a tough one, right? <laughs> that's a tough one to come back from. And Katie, I always bring up Katie and halfway through writing this down, I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure I said this last season, but it still struck me again because she catches me so off guard because she looks so much like Sophia Bush. And it throws me off so much because I loved One Tree Hill as a kid and I was obsessed with Brooke. And so Katie throws me, like, hold on, One Tree Hill. If you First off, in my adult <laughs> life, you're laughing so hard right now at me. But listen, in my adult life right now, okay, part of what I do in my free time is we do this reality TV podcast. So would it be a shock to anyone that I enjoyed a television show as a kid that was a basketball-themed version of a high school drama? Like, of course. And it was filmed at Michael Jordan's high school. Of course, that's going to be right up my alley. So anyways, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like I went on this cause... tangent last episode, but or last season of Challenge All-Stars, but hey, it's just, she caught me it's off guard. Just, I'm laughing so hard because on this podcast, on You Killed It, I'm the one who like owns ridiculous fandom. Like I'm the one that like, I think last episode of You Killed It, I was touting S Club 7. And I was just, I was, you caught me wrong footed. I for, I knew about your love of One Tree Hill and you caught, I forgot how much it means to you and how formative it was to you as a, a young man. It's a great show. It's a great show. Great show. I stand by it. I, I stand by it. I don't, and I don't Sophia think I've Bush seen a single back. episode of, yeah, she is back. I was going to say, I don't think I've show. ever seen a single episode of One Tree Hill. So like, I'm not even. Wow. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Sheldon. I hope we can it's remain friends. Mm, I don't Just know. Remember, my opinion perfect. of you has shifted. My opinion <laughs> of you has drastically shifted. Come on, man. All like I'm a saying, high school basketball version of like 90210. How's that not going to win? It's a huge <laughs> dub. Huge dub. All, I, all I'm saying is I've never seen an episode of One Tree Hill, but you've definitely heard an S Club 7 song at some point in your life. So uh, there was a guy I used to more... work with that used to call me S Club Seven. Why? Just because my name is Sheldon. I think he thought that was some like I don't know. I think he thought he was being creative. I don't know. Give me I didn't his say name it was... off air. I'm gonna take shit up. <laughs> uh, there's something I could say to like tell you who he is, but I'm not gonna say that on a live <laughs> on a live mic on camera. But yeah. <laughs> off the air i'll make a note of that so the competition is boarding mm -hmm. party which they have to jump from a zodiac to a boat pick up a skull then run across a narrow bridge to another boat where they will slam dunk the skull it's a mm -hmm. timed event how's it go sheldon i mean tj sums it up and huge shouts to tj because only tj could possibly do this where he just slanders everybody um but there's a beam. First off, this could have been an interesting challenge. But instead, everyone uses the opportunity to go across the beam as slowly as possible. Nobody even attempted really to try to run across. I guess maybe Nehemiah and I don't even know. It almost looked like Nehemiah just tried to like jump down on it on purpose. That's how like bad of a job he did. But yeah. 
he might be having trouble trying to have kids would be my assumption after that fall. Yeah. But I digress. Um, just a terrible performance. And I, I couldn't believe how bad people were and how like the lack of actually attempting to go. And I wondered if they were that bad because they were just trying not to lose, as TJ said. Right? Because you don't want to go home right away. Yeah. As opposed to like trying to win. Like if they did this challenge later on in the season, would more people have tried to win? I think so. And I also think that, I mean, they, they kept showing us like confessionals and stuff where people were talking about how nervous they were. And I don't think people had really found their confidence yet. And I also think that part of what made this possible was the first pair to go uh, across were Ryan and Jasmine, and they were super slow. And because yeah. they were so slow, I think most people knew, well, I can, I don't have to risk walking or running across this beam because I can go faster than them and I won't be last. Mm-hmm. So because exactly. Ryan and Jasmine set such a slow, slow pace, it set everyone else up to be able to play it more conservatively, where if someone had come out of the gate and set a quicker time, people would be like, the only way I can beat that is if I actually walk yeah. across. And I should say, this is my line of the episode. Durrell says, yes, America. We're in Canada, but fair enough. Yes, America. This is full speed, not slow motion, as Ryan and Jasmine. I mean, when I say they were inching along, I mean, they were literally moving inch by inch. It's like we saw like later ones like, Derek and Jody ultimately won and they were like sort of hopping across like ass first but you know they were moving like six eight inches at a time Mm -hmm. Ryan and Jasmine were literal inches at a time no I I totally agree and uh the one part that was super interesting and you just mentioned your line of the episode so I'm gonna give my line of the episode because it was during this scene as well and I thought you might know where I'm going with this, but clearly you don't. So I'm just going to go because I'm super excited because my line of the episode was booty, 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 rocket everywhere. everywhere. I found you, Miss New Booty. Yo, that song was a banger, right? What do you mean was a banger? It still is a banger. That's fair. That's fair. And and I have a funny story because I remember when this song came out, I was working at the... Well, it doesn't matter where I was going to say, but most of our listeners don't know where that is anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But I used to work at an old network and this network was like, there's a very much like a younger vibe, right? Like younger, you know, more, um, one of my friends used to describe it as it was like, kind of like high school, except like we got paid and we actually like did work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, it was jokes, right? So this song came out and I remember when it came out, like, First off, that song was heavy in the club, heavy on the rate. Like, it was just a banger. And I remember it was so stuck in my head that every once in a while, I would just randomly just go, booty, 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 rocking everywhere, right? For no reason. So picture me at work and just randomly singing that. And I would catch myself and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing that. And then one of my coworkers would be like, what are you singing? And I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, my bad. Bubba Sparks, catchy ass song. No word of a lie. Fast forward two weeks, 
And now they're doing the exact same thing that I was doing. And I'm like, wait a second. Weren't you guys trying to call me out like a couple of weeks ago for singing this song? They're like, sorry, like it's just a catchy ass song. What do you what do you want me to do? I'm like, hey, not even mad at you. Not even mad at you. Do your thing. But bottom line, that was my line of the episode because Bubba Sp- that is a big tune. Big, big, it's big a- tune. We have a mutual acquaintance. I'm not going to embarrass her, but like her nickname on my cell phone is Ms. Oh, New Booty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and and um, I have uh, I did another, a guy we went to high school with hated that song. Okay. And I used to, whenever I could, I would create, like, instead of Rick rolling, I would set it up so that he'd have to hear Bubba Sparks at like the least opportune times because he hated it so much. I have an idea though. (laughs) I have an idea to produce on the fly. Okay. You've inspired me, Sheldon. Oh, geez. How about on top of doing our line of the episode, we do our song of the episode? Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in with that. Definitely. So, because I'll I'll tell you what mine is. Because in the same scene. Actually, it was as Ryan and Jasmine went across the beam. Clearly, that moment really had an impact on me. Creep by TLC is so underrated. That song is so good. I love that song. I was trying to think if it's underrated. And I mean, maybe because like in... As as I like to say all the time now, if you were outside when that song was a thing, I mean, that song was everywhere. Like TLC was everywhere, right? So I'm like, I don't know if it's but, underrated, but I, but I think about it now and I don't time, really hear it now. Yeah, I don't really hear it that much now. It doesn't get the so love. Much. TLC, like, I don't think lives in the lexicon it should. You know what no. I mean? In terms of like legendary status. And even if it does get brought up, it's more like waterfalls it gets brought up you know probably because you know and that's just like okay yeah i get it commercial radio whatever but like in terms of like a banger like oof yeah that's a that's a it's a banger that's fair that's fair yeah and what i mean is it's underrated in terms of like their discography and like i mean you said it (laughs) waterfalls is the best known tlc song at this point Best known, yes. Okay, I got you. Best known. And I would say, like, No Scrubs is also Mm -hmm. ahead. Probably Unpretty as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But in terms of, like, But Creep is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we already said it. uh, But Derek and Jody win. They Mm -hmm. have to nominate four players to go in. Nehemiah and uh, who's his partner? Ayana. Automatic, automatically go in because they were last. Yeah, because she fell into the water. Uh, hold on, we got to bring up a couple things here though about okay. the actual challenge and like one tech just pushing his partner into the water as she was trying to. She's like, "I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I can dunk it." And he's like, "Don't worry, I got you." And he just like pushes her in the water. It's like, what are you doing? And then and then his, him like telling the producers hey make sure you slow-mo show my dunk (laughs) this guy's great this guy's great tv i know why they bring him back um so yeah as we said nehemiah and ayana automatically go in Mm -hmm. and god help us Derek and jody win so they have to pick four people two men two women yeah and then um 
they the house votes on who goes in from those four and it's yeah. a double elimination every episode so couple things here great strategy by you know building up the drama because now you're forcing first off the strategy i think Darrell and kendall who i think on the low low is a really good team going mm -hmm. forward we'll pay attention to that um but their mentality of well we don't need to win we just not need to not lose because it's too early in the game and you don't want to win these first challenges because now you have to pick four people and guaranteed okay so there's two people that are going to be in right let's put it this way there's six people who are on the brink of going home only two of those people are actually going to leave meaning there's four other people that will then have a reason to not like you <laughs> as the winner going forward so four people and then those four people's friends that's not a good yep. look why would you want to be in that scenario right so who killed it? It's hard, but who killed it for you for episode one? Hmm. That is a good question. Who killed it in episode one? I mean, I want to say Bubba Sparks, but that's not really fair. That seems like a, such a cop out. <laughs> but no I will one say can overall. With Bubba Sparks? <laughs> well, I don't remember. Hold on, hold on. I have to go in my notes because I want to make sure that I have this correct. You know what? I am going to, I'm not going to give it to Bubba Sparks, but I'm going to give it to whoever is the music supervisor because okay. anytime you can go from Backstreet Boys to Bubba Sparks to Mob Deep Shook Ones all in the same episode. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here just like, hold on, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> like that's versatility right there. So bravo, salute to you, the music supervisor. And I have a feeling that this might not be the last time that I say the MVP of the episode is a music supervisor of this show the challenge all-stars absolutely um i think i'm going to go with tj for killing it because this first okay. episode no one really distinguished themselves except derek who i dislike immensely <laughs> in case that hasn't come across to our listeners <laughs> so i'm going with tj because classic tj just spitting facts telling people that the two teams that were the least terrible. And he also, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, he called Tina loudmouth. Like when he said, yes. like, <laughs> I did. So yes. just, just spitting bullets. So I'm going with TJ. Tina, sorry. As you mentioned, Tina, who I feel like is going to be a, a focal point as long as she's on the show. But she had a whole scene where she just like brought up her boobs for absolutely no reason at all. Like it, it yeah. made no sense at all. She's just like, oh, yeah, this is a lot harder for me, you know, because of, you know, these things weren't here the last time I was on this show. And I was like, OK, how is this relevant to you balancing on this beam? Uh, yeah, I didn't. When she did that, I wanted to point out that like a lot of the women have large breasts. Like, I don't... How can I put this? She doesn't distinguish herself in that respect. Like, it was a, a common challenge that apparently many of the women would have to overcome. But I was just kind of like, okay, cool, I like boobs, but, like, this was <laughs> unnecessary. I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, sorry, just wanted to fit that part in. That's fair. Um, so where can the good people find you on social media? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including the YouTube page. You know, find out where where you can find these videos. Hit the comment section. Have a full-on discussion. You know, that's what we like to do here. You can see I'm rocking the DRF Sports Hat. Another project we've been doing here on the On Blast Network. Where we got football picks coming up. I don't know when people are listening to this, but it's playoff time. And yeah, hit us up. We got you covered with a lot of things. And you know, as a wise man once said, there ain't no such things as halfway crooks. I don't know how that wow. fits, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and I mean, you have to quote shook ones whenever you have an opportunity because it's <laughs> fantastic. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill, And because I'm young and hip and cool, I now have TikTok. And so I'm trying to get that going. So you can find me okay. at Jesus Chuddlesworth on TikTok. <laughs> is that for real? That's is for that real. a real thing? <laughs> that is really my handle on TikTok. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Oh man, that's so. I don't even know what to say. I don't have. A, I don't have anything there. You got me speechless there. Until uh -oh. next week, this is you killed it. You killed.